for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host, and the human leader of the Android Underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, December 15th, 2011, episode 13 of Groovy Posts, Attack of the Androids. Joining me tonight, we got Joey Kelly. What's up, Joey? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm good. We got Seth back again. What's up, Seth? Hey, good to be back. Hey, good. We missed you last uh, episode. Glad you're back. Yep. How did your dissertation on belief systems go good it's going it's going well it's not it's, done yet but i got that chapter in so excellent and uh we got eric with us again what's up eric hey what's going on good good great cast uh jeremy's taking the night off he might join us a little later so uh we'll just get right into it uh attack of the androids.com we got a new website coming soon and of course you can find this another great technical information how to's news reviews all that stuff over on groovypost.com uh, make sure you guys are subscribed in iTunes and write us reviews. Those help tremendously in getting us to climb up the ratings, if you will. Uh, and we got a voicemail line. You can give us a call, 406-204-4687. Uh, we will start doing these shows live, hopefully soon. Uh, still working on building the website, but it's coming along quite nicely. So we'll uh, be sure to let you guys know when all that's done. And if you go to thejamhole.com slash forums under everything else, there's a technology section, and we have uh, forums for Buffer Overflow Show and Attack of the Androids. So you guys can... Uh, we can carry on these discussions over there if you'd like. If you guys ever have questions, email show at attackoftheandroids.com. So the day is here. We've waited since I've been waiting since my birthday because this was supposed to be a birthday present for me. But who has a Galaxy Nexus in their hands? This guy. Who me. else? Seth, you got one? Huh? Yep. Oh, man. I, I will try not to spend the whole show talking about this, but... Very, very exciting. It. I almost feel like I let the hype run away with my dreams a little bit because nothing ever lives up to the hype ever. I mean, this is pretty close though. But it it is right. The the screen. It's not Gorilla Glass. It's not Lotus Glass like we heard it might be. But Samsung has a deal with Corning that they they help. You know, they they make stuff together. So this has. I've heard some people say it scratches really easy. I don't want to try it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, so far I never use screen protectors. My Droid X is a, a quite quite a couple years old, and it looks brand new. So I didn't want to opt for that. It, it sounded like they were trying to upsell, upsell, and you know you need this and you need that and and everything. But uh, first, uh, first at first glance, this is a beautiful device. What, what do you think, Seth? I mean, it's absolutely wonderful. Let's go to some of the things that I really like about it. First, like Matt said, the screen is astounding. Now, the pen tile, is that, is that giving no. you problems? Nope, not at all. You can't even tell. Like, you know, when you get really close, like, you don't see any ghosting or the, you know, the lines look great. And maybe the text we, should, looks amazing. we should preface this by saying I went from an OG droid. That was my very first Android phone. I went from a Windows, uh, an XV6700, 6900, which was the Vogue. And then I got my first uh, droid, which was the OG droid. Then I went to the Droid X, 
rooted that custom ROM, Liberty, went to Justice, then went to CM7. That's what I've been using since, and it's been perfect. I miss not having a front-facing camera because of the apps that are coming out now that take advantage of that, uh, mainly the Hangouts, and uh, like me and Seth were experimenting with before the show, Google Chat, or what's it called? G-Talk? I always just call it G-Chat. Yeah, but, uh, it's G-Talk on the phone. Google Talk. If you have a front-facing camera, you can now do like a FaceTime-esque sort of uh, a chat. And it works pretty pretty well. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm coming from, where I'm coming from uh, for comparison. So compared to the Droid X, this phone is beautiful. The screen is so much more clear and crisp and bright and vibrant. Uh, the dual-core processor, I noticed the phone does get a little warm. Uh, but so does my Droid X. I've been noticing the phone getting warm, not so much when I've been doing you know heavy computing, but when I've been using LTE. Um, when I've been pulling down data, the back of the phone gets actually pretty hot. <laughs> Interesting. So, and and yeah. see, I'm in a place where there is no 4G, there is no LTE. Uh, I've heard five years we'll have it. I've also heard the end of 2012 will have it. So who knows? I do have the SIM though for it. She gave me one, so uh, we'll see. So let- what else do you really like about the phone? I mean, so the screen is amazing. I, I love the multitasking, right? The, the button. I mean, not the multitasking, the, um, the uh, yeah, the multitasking, right? The yeah, it's, the it's, yeah really, right? it's really responsive. Uh, and I mean, that's, I mean, again, going from a, a 1 gigahertz overclocked low voltage 1.1 gigahertz Droid X to this, a dual core 1.2 gigahertz, not overclocked or anything yet, but maybe soon. Uh, it's so much more responsive. The screen swipes are responsive. Like everything is just doubly responsive. So and the and the multitasking window, like you know, there's three buttons on the bottom. There's three, um, you know, touch buttons. Now they're not they're not built in. They're built. They're touch buttons. Soft button. Yeah. They're soft buttons. And the one on the right and the far right is now the you know the multitasking button. And that brings up the screen where all the well, that's, you know the programs we have open, and it's so much better than holding on the home button. That's your you recent know? apps button. But yeah. Okay. Well, I the agree. recent apps, and it's also, I mean, it's multitasking too, right? Because everything here is still running in the background. It's not like... Oh, uh, yeah, good point, good point. It's not reopening, you know, it's still, it's still there, ready to rock. The only thing of- is, going from a Droid X, you will miss that settings key, and I do miss the hardware buttons. I really did like having hard buttons there, because I feel like if, if I run my finger over it, you have to actually push the buttons on the Droid X. On the Galaxy Nexus, you can kind of bump them maybe, but, you know, it's stuff you'll get used to. Yeah, I, I like the soft buttons. I love, I think this is the way all phones should. I mean, you know, I, I like having one hard button on the phone for a reset, right? Like, I want one button that I can hold down for 30 seconds, and the phone will, like, hard reset. You know, yeah, I want that's that. helpful. That's definitely helpful. Yeah, I want that. And this phone has, I mean, this has enough buttons on it to be able to do that. On the sides, I mean, you don't need an on-screen button to do that. Yeah, and I'll but- say the other thing I don't like, and that this is because I've strictly been a Motorola user, uh, not mm-hmm. by choice, but just because that's been the best of what I've seen out there, is yeah. that their power button is on the top. And i gotten so used to that. Having the Samsung Nexus, the Galaxy Nexus button on the side mm-hmm. is really awkward for me. But yeah, it's, it's again, the same for me coming with the incredible, my incredible exactly. button on the And top. again, it's stuff to get used to. Coming from the original Droid where the button was on the left on the top to the Droid X where the button is in the middle, I didn't like it at first either, but now I love it. But now yeah. I'm getting used to it being on the side. The other thing I don't really care for is that the headphone jack is on the bottom, which means if you're listening to headphones on it, which it came with, stupid little earbuds, which I hate <laughs> earbuds, but whatever, 
Um, you have to have the phone in your pocket upside down so that your jack doesn't get crammed against the bottom of your pocket. So I don't know if if that's a big deal or not. Uh, personally, it's just annoying. But again, all things to get used to. It's a new device. It, you know, you got to get used to it. So the other beef I have with it, while you're thinking of what you're going to say, yeah, yeah. is the flimsy back backing. Mm. I I know you. This doesn't have an SD card. I don't know if that's to make room for the SIM for the 4G LTE or not. But that it does have 32 gig built in, and they said that this is better because instead of having some apps on your SD and some on your main board, uh, sometimes if you take the card out or if you plug it in USB, any apps that are on the SD card cease to function. If you have widgets. Uh, for those apps and they're on the SD when you plug it in those don't work and it kind of causes problems then you also run into the problem of having uh, some extra space on one side and not on the other and not being able to to deal with that so having it all on one is nice I don't like the fact that I can't remove it though so that that's maybe another little beef I have with it uh, the other thing again like I was saying the backing of it is the most flimsiest piece of plastic I've ever felt. You can almost fold it in half and every time I take it off, which I need to stop doing, but when I go to put it back in, I feel like the tabs are going to snap off. I really that for a a $600 plus device uh, assuming you don't get it subsidized, which I got mine subsidized of course, otherwise I wouldn't have one. I I feel like it should have had something a little stronger, especially seeing the Droid X backings, the other backings, the new Razer has the Kevlar backing. Like, you went with the flimsiest piece of plastic you could find. And I, I feel like that that's kind of a problem. But when it's on the phone, it's it's totally fine. It's nice one. But when you take it off, it, it, it's very flimsy. So I, well, I, I don't know how I, how I feel about that. You know, that, that might be because the, the thin back might be because of the NFC chip in the battery, uh, which is really interesting that... Um, they decided to put the NFC capabilities in the battery itself, and not in the you know in the phone or in the back. Wait, uh, the, the back plating. The NFC is in the battery. Yeah, right. It's the battery compatible NFC. So, so what if I take this battery out and put an extended battery in? Will that well, have it, a? It has new... to have NFC in it for it to work. Interesting. If you bought the extended battery for the Nexus, I'm guessing it has. I'm guessing it has NFC. Well, you know, I did, except that the one they gave me, and I didn't even notice it because I didn't put it in until just now, is for the Samsung Stratosphere, a Galaxy S phone, which is absolutely not the Galaxy Nexus. So I'll be taking <laughs> that back. But um, the extended battery is a three thousand milliamp or milliwatt. What am I thinking? It's milliamp. Right, three thousand milliamp extended life the other one that comes with is like 1650 so this is like almost double which which is pretty nice oh so yeah and i i if if you're using lte i would really really recommend getting it even without just because of how big this screen is i would recommend getting one all right so let's finish up the things you like about ice cream sandwich in this phone so i like the multitasking you can swipe things away i really enjoy that you know managing those things I like um, the screen. The Gmail new Gmail app is amazing. Uh, anything else you're thinking about, Matt? That you just the, have to love? the new apps are nice. The, I like the YouTube app, the maps, the Gmail app is beautiful. Um, ice cream sandwich overall, uh, I like it. I miss, and we were talking about this a couple episodes ago. Would you root and put a cyanogen mod on ice cream sandwich? And back then we were saying, well, we shouldn't need to because Ice Cream Sandwich should have the best of 
you know everything that that the the custom ROMs have to offer. After using this, there are a lot of things I miss about even CM7. Like the notification uh, power widget, I love that. I got so used to dropping down, flicking down my notification, and turning my Wi-Fi on and off. I got so used to having my flashlight there, uh, airplane mode there, uh, just stuff yeah. like that. Um, it's a much better use of screen space. Drop having a drop down, and instead right. of having a little settings button like they have now in the date, right? Having the whole having the whole widget. What do you think about them not having a dedicated search button anymore? Does that bother you? Did you use that at all? I think the search on the top is just fine. Is that fine? Now, I've heard that you can actually get rid of that. Some people said you can't, but I I heard there was a way to get rid of that and to to put something else there. I haven't messed with it enough yet, but... No, I like the search on the top. I think think there's no problem with that. You don't feel like it, it uses up unnecessary screen real estate? I'm fine with it. Okay. Uh, as far as keyboards go, I, I've been a big uh, proponent of AI Keyboard Plus, which uh, we'll have the developer for that on uh, an upcoming episode here uh, after the holidays. I love that keyboard. The prediction engine of it after it learns how you type is just amazing. I find myself typing less and less because it knows what app you're in and then it knows what you usually say in those apps. So you really are just pressing words eventually and it's so quick um i don't like that if i i put on ai keyboard here but the voice rec is not the ice cream sandwich one it's not transcribing as i'm speaking i have to go back to the stock ics keyboard to get that functionality back otherwise it's the same old voice rec that we've had in you know all the other releases so that that's one thing i wish that the voice rec with ics would uh, be across all the keyboards that you choose to to use but you know it's a it's a trade-off i suppose Mm. you know i think something i'm as i've been playing with is more is that the thing i miss most about cm7 is just the fine grain control you have over the whole operating system right and that's what we were wondering is 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 that going to be necessary and well, i you know, I, I think, say yes it is well, necessary i think google did it on purpose right in a sense because you know this is supposed to, ice cream sandwiches a move on their part purposefully to move away from such you know technicality and try to right. make it more friendly you know you matthias duarte was talking about you know wanting you to fall in love with your phone and be passionate about it, not just a tool you use, but something that you, you interact with. But love. isn't there a way to incorporate both? Can you have a show advanced settings for those who want it and yeah. hide advanced for those that don't? It seems like you want to appeal to both sides. And you don't want to alienate one or the other. Well, they may do that, and they also may be why they're... Well, certainly on the Nexus, right, we are going to have the option very soon to put CM9 on it. And things like that. And there won't, won't be a problem for the people who really want it. So may, my guess maybe is that they're assuming people who actually really want or need that sort of control will just root their phone and put a custom ROM on it based on ice cream sandwich. And, and you know, maybe that's maybe that's not a bad choice on their part is to let people who want mod to mod it, mod it and put CM9 on and then have this sort of base version. You know, like, for instance, things I miss. I miss being able to, you know, put the lock screen where I can control my music right from the lock screen, right? That's something that there's like a fine control that you like, or being able to do swipe gestures on a lock screen that you can't do now. Or, for instance, um, you know, with the with CM7, you could set 
you know, like sound profile so that at night things wouldn't beep and things like that. Yeah, I never really used that so much. What I did like is being able to set an app to swipe down and it would go into that app. On ICS, you can swipe left or wait. Yeah, you can swipe left and that'll pop your camera open or you can swipe right and that will unlock the phone and bring you just to your home screen. Right. No, I, I like that. But what I'm just saying is that CM7 gives you so much. Like you get, you know, they've they've like 30 options for things for the home screen. And 20, you know, right. Right. As, so it's just it's just whatever someone wants. You know, I said at one point, like I think a couple of episodes ago, that I did not think I was wondering why someone would root their phone and put a custom ROM on it. You know, with one of what I'd seen from uh, ice cream sandwich. But now I think that it is still two different things, right? Ice cream sandwich is going to be a little simpler, less options. Um, and then, you know, the CM9 hopefully will continue giving you the fine grain control you need or want over the operating system. So what do you um, that's just for something to think about, you know, as they're trying to make decisions about whether to root or not and put custom ROM on. So. Right. Uh, what do you guys think, Joey? Uh, you guys, from from the conversation and from, from everything else, uh, is this still something that you're excited about or not really? Well, to be honest, I was never really that excited over it anyway. All right. Um, <laughs> Joey, you're fired. Moving on. Yeah, Eric? Yeah, no, but <laughs> you take my nook and go home. Uh, no, but, <laughs> That's uh, why he's angry. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> he's angry. He's angry. All right, Can someone that. feed Joey, please? <laughs> yeah, funny. Anyway, and he still but, loves uh, it after um, it beats him at checkers. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I tried to play but, my Galaxy Nexus at checkers, and it just looked at me and laughed. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. Anyway, uh, but the, the biggest comment that came out of the pre-show commentary that we were talking about was, I think it was Eric uh, mentioned that they're not really pushing this. Uh, as the new phone on Verizon, and I'm wondering why that is, and who thought that was a good idea, and what the uh, and what the process is. Well, and maybe why are they still favoring the razors versus the uh, versus this new Galaxy? This is gonna that's gonna be a big conversation. I want to hit that. Let Matt, let's just you and I wrap up real fast the bad things about this phone, and then we can set this phone aside, and then let's move into that conversation. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I always have two more things I want to say real fast about this phone that have bothered me a little bit so far. For sure. One is, you know, the cam. I have problems with the camera. I still have problems with it. I think, the you know, in their desire to make a really fast camera, they made it too fast. And the focusing is 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 somewhat bad on it. Even with image stabilization turned on? Yes. I still still think the focusing is – if you're trying to take – they make – in my opinion, they made an operating system – that is too fast for the actual camera they put in it. I mean, the camera. I don't think the camera can quite hold up to the fast speed that they want to take. So, anyways, that's one problem. The second problem is, and five megapixels, I think, is too low. I, I just wish they put a better camera in here. Well, I wish and put again, a, I think that goes back to the whole buffer argument: is that any more than five megapixels, and they're going to run into having problems storing the image in the buffer. I, I guess I just don't have a need to take five pictures in a second. I would rather have. An eight megapixel camera that can take one really nice picture in a second, instead of Keep five. Keep in mind that that as you start to approach five pictures in a second or whatever, that's when you start looking at how it's going to affect its video performance, because that's essentially what you're what you're doing is shooting multiple still pictures every second. That's video. Well, yeah. uh, so in other words, I, do you have a camera there that's biased for really good video, or do you have a camera that's biased for really good? Uh, stills and at mm. this point, in my opinion, you don't have we don't have the technology in place to have both. 
that could be that could be a misconception. Uh, but what you guys was guys were saying in the in the pre-show, uh, there was a point there where the um, where the video chat got really fuzzy, and I'm wondering if that's because they biased it for still cameras. That that could be. Yeah, I have no idea. I I, have, I haven't actually played with the video camera. I've just been I was outside playing with the camera itself today a little bit. So, and then the last point is. I think the auto brightness is way too low. I understand they need to save the battery, but particularly... If and I you know what, Seth? Bright- What's that? I said, and you know what? That's another CM7 thing I really miss, is being able to set how many ranges you have right. and then what those ranges are so that when it hits this number in brightness, I forget what the, 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 the scale is, but when it hits, like, like say, 500 lumens for lack of, I don't know what it is, but say it hits 500, you can tell it be this bright. And when it hits yeah. 1,000, be this bright. I really, really miss that granular setting control. Well, And I noticed, here, this is the point where I think it really matters, is I've noticed that when I have it on auto brighting, brightness and I take a picture, and then I go up and review that picture. Like I click on the little box and the picture comes up and I press on it and I start flipping through my pictures. Like the pictures look really bad because they're so dim because the screen is so dim, right? right. So that, but then if I turn the brightness up, the pictures come back to life, right? Like they become bright again and vibrant. And and um, and I notice if, I, if I'm just flipping through screens, sometimes the, the grays seem really grainy and really sort of like bad but then if i flip the brightness back up like it all becomes bright and crisp again right so well, i just seth, i was just sorry seth they finished your thought i just had no something. that was it that was just i just it, it to me like the screen looks not the best when the brightness is so low but if i bring it up just a little bit like the screen looks amazing now is that the pen tile i have no idea interesting well here's here's one thing that like I am still really excited about this phone, and I would love to get it at some point. And what's great is that your criticisms, both they both seem like things that can be fixed with by the community. In um, software, right? Yeah, like right. the hardware just, is on point except for that flimsy back. That That's my only beef with <laughs> the hardware and where the buttons are. But again, that's coming from one form factor and going to another. It's something I'll get used to. Well, and if you look, I just posted in our in our little chat that we have going. Um, it looks like the modding community has already put out a patch to fix the brightness. I mean, you're obviously not the only person that didn't like this. Interesting, nice. So, xdadevelopers.com, check that out. Exactly. This is this is what I love is that you have a problem and you don't have to wait for the manufacturer. And the manufacturers, quite frankly, should be embracing this because. I mean, how much money did they save by, you know, just having the problem fixed for them? Pretty much, right? Pretty cool. That's what that community does. They fix problems, you know? Yeah. Actually, I'm really glad you brought me this to light. I might actually try to do this. I don't know if I have time today to do this, but <laughs> um, this looks like this could be a solution to my auto brightness problem. Yeah. And I like I've just... Because I'm, you know, standing on the outside looking in, I've been just going through the XDA forum like every once in a while looking, and I, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty promising. It seems like there are a lot of, um, you know, folks that make really good ROMs for other phones that are flocking to this phone to make, uh, to sort of port their uh, their ROMs to it. So, well, I mean, you're have really, is, really good choices. ICS is going to be a great foundation to build ROMs on, I think. more, Way more so than anything else we've had. I, I would say Gingerbread was better than Froyo. I mean, obviously, each one builds on, on the previous. But this is really solid, I think. I'm, I'm really looking forward to digging into a little bit more um, 
what that what the source code and what the the SDK looks like for uh, this version because I I really hope that it, it is easier to use that there are a lot more features that they opened it up because um, it quite frankly it looks great and it sounds great just I'm, I'm very jealous at this point <laughs> as you should be our mission here is done Seth <laughs> all right let's move on to other things but that but you guys just make me want to get a phone. <laughs> Joey over there with the telegraph. <laughs> yeah, he's putting his nook up to his face and crying. Okay, Joey. <laughs> I and wish. then he's got it in his car hole in his car holster or whatever. So my, his car mount so we can do Google Maps of it. That's so awesome. <laughs> Actually tab. Google Maps won't work. <laughs> no, no GPS. GPS. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my life just, sucks. Thank you for reminding me. Joey wanted to talk about um Verizon's marketing, right? With the uh, with the razor. Actually, Eric brought that up, so I mean, oh, okay. he knows more about it than I do. But uh, it's a good thing to bring it up, I would think. I-, I want to talk about it too. Yeah, it just it seems really interesting that they, you know you have this superstar phone, um, and you know there's been a lot of pent up, at least in the geek community, a lot of like pent up excitement, and you know people just waiting for this thing to drop, and then it finally happens, and the only thing I'm seeing is like these, you know, these razor commercials. No offense, Seth. I mean, I know you love the razor. <laughs> Well, and you know what? Like, as far as launches go, this was very poorly done, I feel like. Everyone, I don't know. I I expected maybe there to be some buildup and say this is when we're going to release it. We didn't get a a release date until the day before. This is a a go-to book of how not to launch a phone. It seems like it, right? And I feel like it... I shouldn't have been able to get one today. It should have been sold out, but they had plenty. The only thing I almost didn't get was the car dock. I was like, really? Does it feel, though, like, are you guys feeling some of that, um, uh, I don't even know what the word is, just where you're sick of seeing all these, it's all these launches. It's like every week there's another launch. I mean, do you think that there's some consumer fatigue that they're trying to save off, or are they just stupid? You know, they did launch it, though. But that was like a month and a half ago or whatever it was. And just like people, I think here, – here's my opinion of what happened is that you know people have been waiting for you know a great LTE dual-core phone on Verizon to come out. And everyone was hoping it was going to be the Bionic, but that was disappointment. And then everyone was hoping it was going to be the Razer and the Resound. But the Razer and the Resound came out so, you know, so close together and so soon to the Galaxy Nexus. Or you know, the Galaxy Nexus was like right on the horizon, right? And so people didn't buy that either. And then it was like, and then they waited another three weeks, right? Because then, because then Google announced it, and they're like, "Oh, here comes this great phone." But then Verizon's like, eh, we're not, we can't do that for you. We're going to wait another month and a half or whatever." And I think people just got fatigued. There was the no excitement. Verizon didn't publish it, didn't publicize it at all. The only people that knew about it are people who read tech blogs or listen to podcasts. Um, you know, no one in the real, no one in I'm going to put the quotes, real world. You know, knows about this phone, and the people that do know about it have been looking forward to it for so long that now they're a little bit, you know, tired. <laughs> now, is that because this is supposedly the developer's phone, and maybe they didn't want to build it? They didn't want a bunch of normals using this device. They wanted you, if you knew about it, then you can use it. But if not, then they're going to push you towards the razor. They're going to push you towards something that has like moto blur on it or something like that to make the android experience in their minds easier do you that's a really good question i I have no idea why someone would push a person to the razor i mean again i don't think the razor is a terrible phone honestly i almost got that instead because 
I, I was chatting with my buddy last night, and here, I'll, I'll pull up some chat logs real quick. Uh, he said that he was kind of disappointed with it. Uh, he said he was the one that was saying, you know, the, the back was really flimsy, and that's, you know, now I have it. I see what he was talking about. Uh, he was just saying that, you know, the Razer's the same hardware, basically, but... It, it's the screen is better. Uh, the all screen this. Is, is a lot better on the. And so I almost did, you know, go with that. If it wasn't for Motorola being such d bags and locking their stuff down so much, and honestly, a lot of it is I wanted the Google Experience phone because I've worked so long on dealing with getting all of this crap off of my device. Like I wanted one that came clean, and especially I wanted ICS, and maybe being host with you guys of this show kind of bumped me towards getting this instead because I felt like I I don't want to say I was pressured into it, but I felt like I needed to have (laughs) ICS to talk about on the show and to use and getting the razor. I wouldn't have got that right away. And granted I could have rooted it and done all that and and that's fine. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they, I they botched it, but then I feel like maybe they had legit reasoning too. I have no idea why Verizon decided to, you know, market the Razer so much more than the Nexus. And maybe it is a developer thing, but it just seems like this is a better phone all around. Moto Blur to me only complicates things; it doesn't simplify simplify anything. So, well, and for some people, maybe it does make it a little better. But if you go from having one experience to the other, you're going to be completely lost. Yeah. But nah, eh, who knows? Overall, I, I'm happy with it. Oh, yeah, I love it. I still hate it. <laughs> wah, wah. Well, I can't for no other reason to, than just to be a hater. Well, hey, so there's what, that, there's there's a good reason. So yeah, he my friend said he he says uh a little disappointed with it, might get something else. And I said, uh what was it? Is it, you know, hardware or is it software? What sucks about it? He said it's hardware. Uh he says the camera's fine, but uh it's not gorilla glass. He says the Nexus is easily chipped, the casing is crap, uh super easy to scratch the screen, stuff like that. And I, I guess he went with the white razor, which kind of tells me a little bit more about my friend, which that's fine. <laughs> I cannot stand that. A pet peeve of mine, all these stupid phones that come out and then a couple months later, it's like, oh, it's the white version. Wayne, you know what? Like we come from the generation of case modding. And it's like if I want a white phone, I'll make it white. <laughs> like I don't it's not that big of a deal. It's a phone. I I don't know. I, the, yeah, the, a can of spray paint is only like three ninety. It's like picking a car based on the color only. You know, like I I'm more, I'm so much more concerned with so many other things than what color it is. Like that seems like it's such a superficial thing to base your decision on. You know. Oh, well, I agree. Great. I think that, I, I think that that's when you start talking about the phones are not about being a phone anymore. They're about being a it's fashion a, statement, a device and, Oh, that that's yeah. yeah. And I think that that's also where that commercial, the, uh, was it the Samsung one that we talked about? Was it last week? Uh, where they were talking about all the, uh, the, the, the person walks by with their new Samsung phone. Yeah. And, with and, everyone, the Apple people all in line behind bars. <laughs> right. And, Brilliant. Um, uh, I think that that's where they're trying to make a differentiation that you're not tied into this this model. And the 
the the cliche from the uh the, the motorcycling world was that the Harley Davidson riders were the outlaws that were the one percenters. Right. You know, and and by riding one you'd be the one percenter. Of course. Well the way I the way the iPhone has, has got themselves positioned, they are the elite hardware. And everybody who's anybody has got the iPhone, at least supposedly. Um, and I think that there's a, a strong market for people that are like, I dare say, some of us that are the anti-popular people. I don't particularly care what my neighbor has for a phone. I want to find something that's going to work for me, right. be affordable, and be modifiable. Right. Uh, and, and those are the, the traits I look for. Then again, that's the same reason why I run the Linux operating system on the majority of my computers, because I want the flexibility and I don't want Microsoft telling me what I can do with my computer. Sure. And not everyone has the know-how or the time to learn that. And that's Correct. fine. The, the, the important thing is that there is that choice there. Right. And the difference is not, not exact because, I mean, th there, are, there are things that you can't do on uh, Linux that you, can't, that you can do on Windows versus, I think, right now, iOS versus Android, the, there, there are certain things that either has that the other doesn't. But in general, they're on par, as far as I'm concerned. Right. And it, I would it, really have to agree on that as well. I mean, I, I can compare them directly because my wife has an iPad. And, I mean, when we're looking at apps, it, I can pretty much find anything for her that I have. Um, you know, what, what the main difference, though, is quality. Sometimes the quality on one is much, much better than the other. The way I see this position in the market is that Android is becoming – the operating system that Microsoft Windows was to the PC world in, say, like 1999 and 2000. Um, they were the de facto standard for consumer operating systems, if not in the people uh, shouting from the hills about how good they were, but in price and in number and in the number of apps, or at that time, pardon me, there's a new age term, the number of the amount of software titles that were available for them. They were the open platform in terms of development, and Apple was closed. Well, there's a lot and of similarities there with, you know, Android can run on all these different devices. Windows ran on all these different boxes that either bingo. you made it yourself by buying bits and pieces or bare-bones sets, or you bought the prefabbed ones. Apple... Yeah stuck with the one you know and and now you know you have people putting ubuntu on on macbooks and stuff like that but you don't really see lion or snow leopard whatever they're using now on anything else you know it's it's locked down it's like you don't see ios running on a motorola handset you know you just don't and Right. I don't but know you if could, but you can put android on on an apple device you probably could absolutely which to me is completely stupid because you just paid a heck of a lot of money for a piece of hardware and now you're ripping out the one thing that actually makes it unique. Right, uh, <laughs> and and we all know how, how underpowered the hardware is for Apple stuff. It's just that their operating system is so it, – it takes advantage of that hardware so well that if you put Android – notch too in that within that open spectrum of PC manufacturers – you had your low-end ones. You had your e-machines and your Packard Bells. 
uh, and your compacts that were on the lower end of the spectrum. And you also had your IBM and your uh, Dell and, and whatnot, where they were on the higher end of the spectrum. And you're seeing that now within the phones. You can get an Android phone now that is offered by a carrier with a two-year contract for free because they're made by some no-name company. And it's just as it's just as much running Android, but it's a cheaper heart a well, handset. And not even as you can get a, a Samsung or an HTC, and it's running the same operating system, but it's not the same quality. And not even a no name hardware. I mean, um, the girl where I work at, she was getting an upgrade, and she wanted a free one. She ended up going with the Sony Xperia. It because Which is not a bad phone, and that's why I at first I was like uh, I don't know, but the more I talked to her about it, the more it seemed like for her that was the the device to go with. But she made the choice based on is this free, and not you know I I feel like a lot of people do their shopping based on that. What can I get for my free upgrade? Yeah, and I think you're right. I think that's the other difference between cell phones and PCs is that no one expects you to sign up for um, a two-year contract with some internet provider and, oh, by the way, we're going to give you a computer. Um, Well, you know what? I take that back. There, There was a program through a company called People PC where that's basically what you did. You you paid them $25 a month. They gave you dial-up internet access, and you got a computer too. But that that having been said, that was one company, and it didn't really take off. Um, Those of you playing the drinking game should take two shots for people PC coming up because <laughs> that is that is a callback. Word to that. Oh 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 oh! Hold on, carrier IQ. No, nope, public nope. wireless. Mute him. Mute him. Um. All right. Yeah. Moving oh, on. Oh, that reminds me. Shout out to my friend Kyle who told me explicitly if he was a drinking man in the first thirty minutes of the. Last week's show, he would have been completely sloshed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's why we do it. And I'm still seeing a lot of the women writers say that this the, the Galaxy Nexus is a little too big. The men saying it's perfect. And I think what it comes down to is the fact of the matter of the choice. We have the choice. If you have little girly hands... You go get a little girly device. But if you have big man hands, you get a manly device. Get out of the chapel. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Moving on. Matt Lee will now be running for governor of Montana. I'm a Schwarzenegger. Come with me if you want to live. God, you remember when that guy was just in his heyday? What a beast. Anyway. And uh, all the reviews I'm seeing written by professionals <laughs> it's pretty much says the same thing, you know. You got rid of the buttons. It's a nice big screen. Aesthetically pleasing. All all that stuff. So uh, we're, we're all pretty much in agreement. I do want to say that the data usage monitor, pretty cool. Pretty cool. So. Told uh, you. For those of you that were not grandfathered in for a, an unlimited plan, of course. Yeah, well, you remember during the ICS announcement, we were talking about that after that. And I said, you know, the thing that jumped out at me was a data usage monitor. And you guys all laughed at me. And now you think it's cool. So ha, 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 ha. Well, so remind me about this because I, I'm i not so sure that I would be, like, super excited about it. Um, 
is this does this have like some sort of special integration back to the carrier, or is it just another data usage monitor that Verizon What's, can say what is I, inaccurate? What I think is really cool about it is that it shows you which apps individually are using your data. So instead of saying overall, here's how much you've used, it says here's how much you've used, and here's how that's broken down in the app. So if you have an app that's using a, an unruly amount of data. You can, you know, take take uh, t- t- you can fix that. It, it's the granularity oh, okay. of what it shows you. I think. Yeah, that's neat. I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not like super excited about it. But why not? Just All right. another thing. Yeah, just another thing. ICS overall, it's cool. I can't wait to see what comes next. You know. You guys want to talk about some Carrier IQ? They just came out with a PR statement here at CarrierIQ.com slash capital P capital R period. Two zero one 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 two one two PDF. Following recent public discussions and questions on the use and deployment of Carrier IQ, this document is designed to provide answers and share how our software is deployed and used. Second paragraph: We want to thank Trevor Eckhart for sharing his findings with us through a working session that helped us to identify some of the issues highlighted in this report. We, we want to thank, even though we gave you a nasty cease and desist letter, we want to thank you, Trevor. Is, is this like the world's biggest backpedal? I think that you have to read it I, in sort of like that German supervillain voice to get the full effect. Uh-huh. Like, we want to thank Trevor Eckhart for sharing his findings. Yes. Like, this is so scary. If I were Trevor, I would be hiding because <laughs> somebody is coming after him. We also want to... notch off from the ultimate backpedal. We also the have, ult- we want the to ultimate th- backpedal would be if they'd hired him. <laughs> oh, word to that. We've also want to thank security researcher Dan Rosenberg for his thorough analysis and industry recommendations and the cooperation of network operators in assisting our investigations. <laughs> in this document, we want to let consumers know exactly what it is that our software does. Even though this is, you know, PR, not technical specifications or anything like that. This is all PR, so just keep that in mind. Um, w- w- wow, guys. This document... Well, this is just scary. I mean, like, if you, even if you just go to page three, customer care, and you read, like, some of their, like, customer stories, like, their examples of what their solutions provides. I mean, it's, question, why is my battery only lasting three hours and my phone keeps crashing? And the answer is because you have loaded the new application ABCXYZ, and this is draining the battery quickly and making your phone unstable. That is creepy. Why – like how is that a good thing that they can see into your phone and see what you're doing? Because I, my phone is unstable. Please fix it, Carrier IQ. Yeah, is this this is this goes back to Joey's argument from last week about the you know the old man who calls in and is just so upset and he just wants you know Big Brother to lovingly reach into his phone and fix it. I can't find my checkers. <laughs> exactly, it keeps beating me, and I don't understand why. So, really, just to sum it up, they have three different versions that you may be infected with. No, you may have the pleasure of using. The aftermarket downloadable agent, which is uh, available as a download so that may be installed by consumers, right, after they've purchased the device. In this model, a mobile device user would download the IQ agent on instruction from Carrier IQ's customer, typically a network operator. 
the metrics available to the downloaded IQ agent are the same as the preload agent. This is the least used deployment model as network operators typically employ preload or embedded versions. Oh no. So then you have the embedded IQ agent. And this method, handset manufacturers install the agent configured to collect metrics specific to that device and the network op requirements. Unlike the preload and the downloadable version of the agent, this method of integration incrementally provides the IQ agent software with metrics that measure radio signaling messages between the handset and the radio towers. Uh, and then you have, uh, it's all, it's based on profiles. Each profile contains the following information. Should information be collected in anonymous mode or with the hardware serial number and the subscriber serial number? Uh, the frequency of metrics, uploads, and instructions on what to do if the user is roaming or not. The specific metrics from which to gather data. And instructions for pre-processing of metrics to create summary information. The profiles are written by, I, uh, by Carrier IQ based on information requested by our customers, predominantly network operators. A new profile can be downloaded to a mobile device when it periodically checks in with the network server. Hmm? After receiving the new profile from the network server, the device will begin gathering the metrics and pre-processing according to these instructions. And this is like a 12-page PR PDF of like, no, get relax, get relax. This is, nah, this, get relax. This is for your own good. Now take your medicine. So what do you guys think? Are you still... I still uh, don't believe that this was necessarily installed with malicious intent. Well, what, no. What I'm more worried about is not necessarily... I mean, because let, let's face it. If your cell phone provider... Uh, if you're roaming on your cell phone or you're on your cell phone provider's data network and you go to a website, they know that you've gone to that website. I mean, there's no way to get around that. There's no way to deny that. But check that this out. The that's the situation. That's the same with your ISP. They know Correct. what website your you're house. going to. You, you may not choose to think of that, but that's the case. That's right. how that works. This this is one of those tools that could be perverted, meaning uh, if someone were to get the right type of malware on your machine, they might be able to activate this and add a second profile or somehow figure how to record the keystrokes and send uh, everything to them as well as the carrier. Now that becomes a huge hole, which is outside of the, uh, of the original intended specification for it. Sure. And I don't know if that's, if that's a reasonable thing to do or, or not, but if this program can monitor anything that the, uh, that the uh, computer, the phone can do, then it's possible. Anything's possible nowadays. Mm. It still makes me sad that they had to put this on there at all. It makes me even more sad that they thanked him, Trevor, like right in the second paragraph. Like it was a bug. It shouldn't have been doing that. And thanks for letting us, thanks for helping us find it. Okay? Thanks. Now cease and desist. That's right. So we'll put a link to that in the, in the show notes over there on uh, groovypost.com slash groovycast. Look at uh, attacking the androids there. Uh, did anybody use Google Current, Currents at all? Yeah, I'm still, I am still using it uh, really? on my tablet. I uninstalled it from my Droid X because it kept just r spinning resources out of control. Really? Yeah, and I don't now, know. Did you keep all of the, like the the default um, 
No, I went in and publications. I went in and changed it and, you know, set it up so that it was my own and all that stuff. And it just I kept getting I use Watchdog instead of a task killer. I use that so it lets me know when when uh, applications are getting out of hand. And it constantly was setting that thing off using over 70%. I was like, wow. And it was constantly trying to sync. And it, it just, if I had a tablet, I would use it again. But on a phone, my sixth sense does what I want it to do. And if you guys want to know more about that, bufferoverflowshow.com. I wrote a whole big long piece on my sixth sense and seismic, basically how to consume your social media uh, efficiently. So. You can now, Matt, you were out. doing this on your Droid X. Yes, this was before the Nexus. Yeah, yeah. And what were you running on there? Like, what, what, what was the base version of Android that you were running? Was uh, it like uh, Gingerbread? Or? I'm CM7. It's a uh, two point three point oh, okay. six. Interesting. Yeah, because I I know that um you know back two point three point like two dot one five. Sorry, two point three point five. Oh, okay. But yeah. yeah, I I don't use those task killers anymore because I. For the most part, I think the operating system does a much better job than it used to. Oh, it absolutely um, does. But it is good to have something that monitors uh, resource usage, which is what I use that for. Were you noticing like more, um, like more lag? Uh, yeah, like battery I, life, I, really? I was noticing a, a bit more lag than usual on the Droid X. Hmm. Okay. Yeah that that that's really weird. Uh, hopefully, if that you know if there truly is like a memory leak or or if it's just hogging too many resources. I hope it gets fixed because I, I well, really how's like it? it. I think it's great even after a week. It's beautiful. And like I said, if I had a tablet, it would be more useful. But as far as I don't need my I don't need my feeds to look super pretty on my phone. I want the information there and I want to be able to consume it. Now, on a tablet, I would be more concerned because I have the real estate on the screen of, okay, make it nice and pretty with big images and stuff. But on the phone, I'm more concerned about reading it. You know, I, I don't care how it looks so much as I care about getting the information. And it seemed like all of the prettiness of it was kind of taking charge over how useful and functional it was. So, But again, when I get my Transformer Prime, I'll put it back on there. Uh, I might put it on here for uh, for the Nexus, but we'll see. So maybe this is like a really good example of where Google should implement some of the thinking that they're putting out there with Ice Cream Sandwich, which is that maybe maybe that UI should be dynamic enough to look at the device that you're on and you know modify the UI accordingly um, to a greater extent than just you know scaling things. Right, or at least give the option, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, anybody else use it, Joey? No. You put it on the, the Nook? Now, the the downside of the Nook, uh, well, there's several. Um, but uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that I find, it, it was a confirmation of a theory that a touchscreen keyboard just doesn't work for me. Combine that with a bunch of other things that just make it very difficult to use for certain things that I still find myself going back to a PC for a lot of consumption and a lot of creation. Hmm. Um, I think I've sent one email from the Nook, and that was to prove that I could do it. <laughs> um, Mission accomplished. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, I, mean, I downloaded, for instance, Amazon had a free app of the day called Quick Office Pro, uh, which, by the way, is a heck of a flying nice office suite if you... Uh, if you have an offline office need, 
Um, and I got it for free. Better than um, G Docs and Google stuff? Well, Google stuff's online. No, if you can offline online, it, though. You would need to have some sort of an offline editor. Well, you can offline, though. You can and you can't. I well, mean, it, 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 it depends. Uh, the, you don't have your full functionality, at least that's been my experience. Sure. But the other thing is, I still can't get any of the Google apps on the blasted nook. So I'm still stuck with non Google stuff. And um, anyway. The the catch is, is the word processor is basically useless um, because I can't type worth a dang on this blasted screen because I can't feel where my fingers are. Well, you got to look. Yeah, that's the problem. And if I'm and if I'm typing one handed, I might as well be texting. And it, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. Hmm. So as a form factor, I find myself doing a lot of consumption of stuff. Um, so. I think what you were saying about uh, about the feeds looking pretty and whatnot, I think you're right. I think that would make a difference on a larger screen uh, because I would be more concerned with how, how it looked because I did have more realistic look at it. So, Joey, a uh, question for you because I saw today, I think it was today, um, Barnes & Noble had a bunch of their used uh, Nook colors uh, on sale on their eBay store for I think like $120. After yep. using this device and, you know – Messing with it and putting it, you know, um, your own version of Android on there. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend this to somebody at that price? Well, let me. Look, first of all, I bought it for a hundred dollars, um, so we're not that far off. Um, I went through a lot of trials and tribulations with it because of some differences between uh, Jeremy Lesniak's Nook and my Nook. Uh, basically, the difference was that they had come out with a software update in the in the interim. And the software in, uh, uh, made, uh, update made rooting the Nook a lot more difficult. Uh, not impossible. You can still get around it, but it, you lose a lot of your functionality when you do it that way. And one of the things that frustrated me for the longest time, I could not figure out how to go backwards in an application. Come to find out, it was because the CyanogenMod 7 that I loaded on the Nook, um, w- there was some problem, some glitch in the install or a package that didn't show up. And I didn't have the software back button. And there is no hardware back button. So that took about a week and a half of trying to figure out why I couldn't get things to work properly. I wound up just putting in a SD, a micro SD card and booting all the Nook off of that. Uh, there isn't a huge difference in speed between the internal storage and, and the micro SD card because the device is relatively slow. If I were to do it all over again... Uh, I would purchase a 16 gig micro SD card and I would load CyanogenMod 7 onto that card and pop it into the slot and leave the default Barnes & Noble OS completely alone uh, and, and run it entirely off of the card because now I know that there's very little performance difference and the fact was I was able to get it to work I think on the first try when I booted it off the card. And it's worked flawlessly ever since, with the exception of one time when it locked up and froze uh, pretty badly. I had to do a full-on shutdown uh, in order to uh, to clear it and then get it to boot off the car again. Well, that's full-on. Hmm. Question. So your answer is is maybe. Uh, my answer is if you have a, a a if you have any techie know-how at all or you're looking for a cheap tablet to give to someone after you've prepped it for them. Regift. Uh, well, for instance, I was thinking about uh, giving one of these to my mother 
because she has um, very low computer needs, and this would probably work for her with the exception of not being able to type on it because she's a, a very good keyboard uh, operator. Um, but except for that, this would probably do everything that she needs to do, and I would definitely consider it at a hundred and a quarter um, refurbed uh, because with a sixteen gig micro SD, you're going to shell out another forty bucks for a buck sixty. You've got a seven inch tablet. Um, you can, and the only thing that would come close would be a Kindle Fire. That's what I was going to say. Gonna would be- would that be better than shelling out the extra fifty bucks and getting the Fire then, or? I well, I was actually going to talk a little bit about that and the uh, and the Barnes and Noble Nook tablet too later in the show. I didn't put it in the show notes, so well, now's um, the time. Well, the the, the Kindle Fire, uh, to to quote Leo Laporte of Twit, he said it's the best Android tablet he's he was used and the only one he would consider using. Well, the problem with that statement is that it's kind of it's not really Android. It's it's Amazon's overlaid version of android which i mean yeah it's android underneath but it's not android on the top and and i prefer i think as a lot of us do either a modded or a vanilla google experience and the amazon uh kindle fire is not going to provide you with that you can sideload it you can get some sort of rooting ability but as i mentioned last week it still doesn't have an sd card slot it's very difficult, I would imagine, to work with the blasted thing because if something doesn't go right, you have no way of booting onto a card to rescue it. Um, you have to manipulate files manually using a, a PC or figure out how to get the thing back to a factor default or, or whatever. Um, for my money, if I was looking at a brand new tablet, um, the Nook color has been renamed and re-released under Barnes and Noble. They dropped the price from uh, I think it was two and a quarter to one ninety nine, uh, brand new. Um, that's an attractive option to me, particularly knowing what I know now about the modding. Uh, if my Nook were to calve tomorrow, uh, I would order either a refurb or a new one, and I would be able to take the SD card out of mine and pop it into the new one, and it would function as it did before. So that's a tremendous thing if you've already got one and you're running it off the SD card. You've got essentially hardware portability um, in that you don't, you're not tied to that one unit. But uh, if it were me and I were buying something completely new, I think I would look at the new Nook tablet, which uh, it has a pair of SD card slots uh, and has twice as much RAM as compared to the Kindle Fire, and it's only 50 bucks more. Um, and I think I'd look at that and I think I would use one SD card, uh, to run my OS off of if I couldn't get it to be rooted, uh, uh, properly using the internal storage. And then I'd use the other SD card for additional storage. Um, but if, I mean, your mileage might vary that, but that's what I would do. On the other hand, that's 250 bucks. So if you'd be happy with the with the existing Nook color, which has a tremendous uh, number of people that are out there modding it. Um, I, I mean, it's working well for me. Basically, what I do with it is uh, do a very minor amount of web surfing, and I use it primarily to uh, grab podcasts. Um, the great part about it is that it's able to go out on my Wi-Fi network and download the podcast and put them right onto it. Uh, and then I can play them without having to sync to a computer. It's just very handy. I also uh, listen to Audible audiobooks, and the app on there is just phenomenal. Um, and 
I, I have no issues with it. There, there have been some people that have said the performance is too slow. Well, once you get CM7 on there, it's fine. Good stuff. I am currently, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of distracted right now. I wanted to test so I could let everyone know uh, how PDA networks on the Galaxy Nexus. So you can do a little tether action. I know they do the whole Wi-Fi tether, but you got to pay for it each month. F that. I'm not paying you to put the Wi-Fi or the, the, the 3G that I already pay for on a netbook when I can't use it at the same time. You know, it, it would be different if I could use it here and there, but it's one or the other. So why am I paying you extra just to do that? I'm not. I'm using PDA net. So... We're going to turn this thing on. All right. Yeah, stick it to the man. This is going to work. This is going to be brilliant. All right. <laughs> and tomorrow, Verizon shuts his phone off. <laughs> she, you know, the lay is like, you know, when you root that, you uh, void your warranty. I'm like, yeah, I know. All right. And you'll you know, never know because I'll reset it to factory defaults first. Exactly. I was like, you know, about RSD Lite? She went over to her Verizon computer. She's like, ah. RSD. I'm like, yeah, I'm using the light version of that. Pretty awesome. Connected. Yes! Victory is mine! Suck on that, Verizon. Oh, this is brilliant. I'm Did sorry. Did you root it at first, Matt? No. PDA net does not require root. I'm not going to root this uh, for a while. I want to get the, the full-on experience. And I do my other beef going, <laughs> going full circle back to the Galaxy Nexus is that the ad blockers, like I've gotten so accustomed to having ad blockers. When I, when I started using this, I was like, where the, f- where the heck did all these ads come from? I was like, whoa, just in, in these apps that I normally use that I don't normally see ads in. I, I, I was kind of taken aback. But if you are wondering, yes, PDA net version 3.02 does work. So. Right on, right on. And All right, that, we want to go to apps now. That might as well be my app pick. There you go, PDA Net go. version 3.02. Do it. It works on the Galaxy Nexus and the Droid X and the OG Droid, and I'm sure everything else. So there's my pick, PDA Net 3.02. Eric? Okay, so my pick, I, I brought it up last week that Rockstar was bringing Grand Theft Auto 3 to the Android and iOS platforms on awesome. August. I forgot about that. Yeah, December 15th, so it just came out. Um, it's 4.99. I bought it today, and I've been playing it all day, and it is it is amazing. Is it worth this it? Is, oh, yes. Should it I go is get it? absolutely uh, worth it. Better Everybody than, should get this if you can get it on your phone. Better than Rocket Bunnies? I don't know what that is, but I'll just say yes. Dude, Rocket Bunnies. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick my, my other app of the week, Rocket Bunnies. Two paws, two paws. That's all I'm going to say. Do it. Well, I, I will say, like, you know, uh, if you've ever used, like, emulators or, um, like, on your Android devices, oh, the yeah. cons- control schemes can be a little weird. I think that they did a great job in porting this over when they redid the control scheme because it, it just feels so natural. Um, I'd really like if I had my PS2 uh, not packed up right now, I'd love to compare like to see the quality, like the video quality of what it looks like on Android versus what it looked like back in the day. Well, but, keep uh, in mind that you're talking about a much smaller screen, so the resolution doesn't have to be as impressive. Joey, don't bring science into this. <laughs> don't bring science into this. Okay, it's, well, it's, it's, feeling, you... it's visceral. Yeah, Joey, you're offending Seth with your science. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I won't belabor the point. I, I will just say, if you can support it on your device, get it. Um, oh, real quick, fun story. So the Asus Transformer, uh, the tablet I have, is actually a supported device, but I could not download it because I run a custom ROM. So the way that I had to do it was actually putting it onto my Photon using titanium backup to Cheater. back it up Cheater. and then put it on there. Cheater. It works fine. You That's know, awesome. I paid for it, so hey, why not? Suck it, Rockstar. <laughs> nice. But I, it's great. You so know, another it. side note, the Galaxy Nexus comes with software to edit video. Did you know that? Is that your third app pick? No, it comes with it. <laughs> That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Like, I just saw this thing called Movie Studio. I was like, whoa, you can actually edit your stuff right there. Anyway, sorry. Seth, go ahead. So my favorite is uh, I downloaded, you know, it was one of those 10 cents app of the day that Verizon, I mean, that Google's been having the sale lately. And it is called, hold on, pulling it up. I want to make sure I get the name right because it's so good. I think it's called, I forget the, I forget the, oh, Deer Hunter 3D. I just started it. <laughs> is it actually in 3D? No. Hmm. Is that oh, false sad. advertising? <laughs> no, that sounds sad. really cool. Actually, well, it's called Deer Hunter. I, I think. I mean, I think it said 3D on it. Something my redneck girlfriend would love to play. Exactly. So it's like. You know, oh, speaking ever- of that, have you guys seen that commercial for? Um, it's. I think it's an Xbox 360 game. It's a deer hunting one with the deer sitting on the couch. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious! It's a deer. It's a guy in a deer suit. But oh, it's, nice. a, it's it's a deer sitting on the couch, holding the plastic rifle, shooting deers on the TV. <laughs> no way! Real? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and the tagline is "Everybody wants to play it." You know, uh, like, oh, come on! And all I could think of was that Far Side cartoon with the cow that was grilling. That's and, awesome. And the other cows are going by. I'm going. You're sick. <laughs> Nice. Uh, sorry, Seth, not to steal your 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 uh, thunder there on deer hunting. No, Too late. Not, not at Too all. Too late. Um. So, anyways, it's kind of a uh, you know one of those lame. Uh, actually, kind of, I really I think they're kind of fun. But you know, you just like walk around on the screen and like zoom in and shoot deer and just blast <laughs> stuff. That's awesome. Sounds yeah, way too much is, like Oregon looks... Trail. <laughs> Pretty much. Huh? This looks horrible. But for ten <laughs> cents, you could not go wrong. Whoa! It's totally worth it. That is a good point. I re- I really enjoyed it. Did you add? Did you guys have any other favorites from this ten cent sale? You know, now that it's over, basically after today. Honestly, no, look, I had some other ones I liked. Oh, Age of Zombies is cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I couldn't use it because I still can't get the Android market on my phone. I mean, my Nook. Can you get AppBrain on there? Because if you go AppBrain, then get the fast web installer, you shouldn't need the Android market, and you can get all of the same apps. You should try that. Ooh, I'll have to. Yeah, send me a oh, link my, on that or something. And I'll, app brain Minecraft. I enjoy. That's kind of fun. I, I enjoyed that. That was on one of the app of the days. Yeah. What is that? I've heard so many people talk about it. I have no idea what it is. I mean, Minecraft. It's not, it's not great for the Android, but it's, it's okay. It's not the full game though. People need to understand that Minecraft is something completely. I mean, the app is. It's like a small subsection of what the game is. Well, what do you do? You build stupids. It, it's such a dumb game. I my brother, <laughs> my brother got me playing I it. I love the game. But he he pitched it to me that this is so fun, and 
they would play jokes on their friends. And I, I'm, I've told this story before, but real quick, they, they, there's TNT in the game. And what they did was they were building houses, and they had a little neighborhood there, and they layered the foundation of their buddy's house with TNT, wired it to his light switch. The kid got off work or out of school, came home, and they're like, hey, come in the house and stuff. And he went in, flipped the switch on, and this massive explosion literally <laughs> crashed the Minecraft server they were on. It dropped the whole server because it couldn't render how massive of an explosion it was. And so I'm like, oh, that sounds super fun. Playing it starting from the beginning is not super fun. Uh, just, just saying. I think that's my problem with it. I've I've tried to play it because I I bought it with the at, for the ten cent price, and I like I'm just walking around putting blocks on the ground, thinking to myself, <laughs> "This is stupid. I don't want to do this." And then I just went and played Grand Theft Auto or Skyrim or something. Like it's <laughs> nice. It's it's I did not I can't get into it. Like it seems like other people are doing. I would I can't. I would either. love to pay a dollar and just get a like a prefabricated world that I can screw with. I fully agree. I, you know, I, I played it, you know, I'm ashamed to admit again, but I admit a lot of things I'm ashamed here on this podcast. But I played it a fair amount on the PC, and I enjoyed it. And so it's kind of fun for me just to get in there and screw around. I mean, you're right, it's not the full game. It's not that amazing, but it's it's still sort of fun and bring me back to... Um, you know, I, haven't played, I haven't played the PC version in a while, but it brings back good memories. Good memories or sad memories? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is that everybody? Is that is that gonna? Oh, not me. Uh, my tip of the or my app of the week. This is a freebie. It's in both the Android and the Amazon app, uh, app markets. For those of us that can't get the Android one, uh, it's called MX Moto Lite. L I T E M X M O T O L I T E. Three words. Um, it's a it's a side scrolling game where you're on a uh, uh, a uh, dirt bike, and you have to go over these courses and finish them in a certain amount of time. Excite bike? No, not excite bike. MX Moto. Ah. And do you remember uh, excite? Now there's bike. several variations on this theme. The one that but the, this one has a cool feature in that it uses the uh, the 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 technology of the device to determine what angle to uh, tip your body forward or backward on the bike. As you tap, as you turn the tablet or or phone, so uh, you can actually pull the bike into a backflip and get extra points for backflips or front flips. And if you're not being careful when you're starting off from a dead stop, if you're leaning too far back, you can actually flip the bike over on you. Yeah, okay, this is so this was one, one of the um, Google Tencent apps of the whatever Christmas season. The was full it? version was. Yeah, the full version. I, I I downloaded it, and I was just like, hey, I think I may have downloaded that. I've never played it yet, but in this recommendation, I, just, I have it on my phone right now, and I realized that I had the full version of it. <laughs> See, for me, it's one of those things where if I've got, like, a minute and a half to play with something, you know, just real quick in between a couple of projects, and I just want to chill for a second, I'll pull that up, and I'll just run a couple of courses through. And what it reminds me of um, is the PC game Elastomania. Anybody else know? Nope. Never. Never. Okay, well, it was the same type of idea. Uh, you had to go navigate a bike through courses and do stunts and, and weird stuff, and stuff would disappear, and you'd have to lean over things, and and, and it took a, quite a bit of skill. Um, 
and this uh, this this reminds me a lot of that because you can get very funky with it because the you, you have brake and and gas control and you, you can tap the gas and it will do something different and and it, it, it anyway it's it's <laughs> I, I recommend it. Full disclosure: I ride motorcycles, so there you go. Hold on, hold on a second. I just died on this thing, and it won't let me unstart my game. But I, but I can uh, lower right hand corner. I can, corner, I can uh, poke my dead guy and make him like dance. Well, that's important. <laughs> uh, lower right hand corner, the little arrow. Oh, I see. Have you ever yeah. taken your dead guy and poked at him and made him dance? It's kind of weird. No, I, I I try not to poke dead guys. Matt, can you please clip this for me? I, like, I, I just I, want I, that line, Eric. I stopped recording like an hour ago. Oh man, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just as well. <clears throat> All right. Well, any any final closing words? So overall, Seth, since me and you are the only two with the the new Galaxy Nexus, are are you happy with it? I mean, I know it's not yours; it's your girlfriend's because she wife. Clearly, <laughs> wife. I know I know it's not yours; <laughs> it's your wife because she clearly wears the pants in that relationship. But <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. No, do you like it? Is it? Do, do you oh, yeah. have re- buyers yeah, I'm really happy regret? With it. it meets all the expectations I had. I mean, obviously, no regret because you paid a lot more for yours than I did for mine, and I, <laughs> I'm kind of having a little bit of a regret. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at my Droid X with CM7 and my beautiful Windows Phone 7 background and icons and ADW launcher and like. I miss it, you know, but I don't miss the lag and I don't miss not having the front facing camera. Like I want cyanogen mod on this. And I know there's an alpha. I'll say a few things. One for me right now, it's perfect because it is, it is for my wife and this is exactly the sort of phone she loves. I mean, she doesn't want to be messing around with all those, you know, deep settings and things like that. making it just perfect. This is, so this is great for her. It's quick. It it runs buttery smooth. Um, everything looks really nice on it. You know, it's got the Gmail, like, you know, widget, so she can just flip through it right there on her home screen. It's great. It's going to be perfect. Um, now, for people like you and me, I would say, you know, it's going to – it is the perfect phone to own because it will have CM9 on it very soon. It's going to be the phone that's going to be most developed for out of any phone out there, or probably, in my opinion. It's going to be really easy to develop for it. People are going to – it's going to be the new – you know, one of the new standard phones that's going to have all the cool things for it. So I would say – you're going to be happy with the decision and just wait a little bit and it'll be great. Yeah. And I, I do. I want to use the stock just for at least another week or two just so I can really write a, <clears throat> excuse me, a full legitimate article on it, you know, for, for Groovy. I feel like if I cop out now and throw the CM9 Alpha on there, I'm going to not have a full experience with it. So I, I, I'm not going to root it. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to get it, you know as close to the Droid X home setup as I can so all my icons are, are where they should be and all that. But as far as that, I'm, I'm going to keep using it stock and just see what my, you know, where I still have problems with it. But other than that, I think I, I always get like this whenever I spend more than like $100 on something, which I, I know that's that $100 ain't nothing, but I, I still, to me, like... I'm still that poor kid that's like, God, I can't, I don't know. I, I have a hard time rationalizing it, you know. It, it's something weird with me, but I like it. I'll, you know, Matt, if if it's really bothering you, I'll send you my address. Just <laughs> just send it along. Okay, I, I'm going to send you. I just want to ease your pain. All of my technology, you can just, just have it. Just let me ease your pain. 
Ease it. my pain. It's okay, guy. Relax. It's, it's all right. I couldn't help but see your pain. <laughs> I'm a sucker for other people's pain. Oh, come on. Name that movie. It's Hellraiser. Or no, that's no. I Am Pain. Damn it. <sighs> Where's my pet cricket when I need him? <laughs> all right. Well, and with that, thank you all for joining us. Uh, make sure you're circled us on the Google+. Plus. We got a Facebook page. We got a subscribe to iTunes page. We got all that stuff, and it'll be up on our website soon. Uh, for now, check us out over on groovypost.com. All of our, our stuff is up there. And, uh, yeah, email show at attackoftheandroids.com. Leave us a message, 406-204-4687. We'll play it on the show. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, you know, feel free to email us and we'll, uh, we'll help you out. We'll have some discussions over on the jamhole.com slash forums under technology there. Uh, there's Attack of the Androids section dedicated to this show so we can, uh, we can continue these, these lovely discussions. Uh, we do this show every week on Thursday and we will start doing them live, uh, sometime soon. So, uh, got some great interviews coming up, uh, all sorts of fun stuff. We're just getting started. You don't even know. We're just we're like Android 1.1. We're just getting started. This show is going to evolve into something amazing. So uh, check it out. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure as always. Thanks, Matt. I really enjoyed Thank it. It was guys. fun. It was fun to do the uh, comparison of the Nexi. <laughs> the dueling next eye. <laughs> dueling next eye. There's the title for the show. All right, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, bye bye. It's a tap. It's a tap. The end.